Hey mom friends and all friends listening. Welcome back to the Mammology Podcast. We are your hosts, Natasha and Christina. If this is the first time you're tuning in, we are a motherhood and lifestyle podcast that aims to cultivate a community of women and parents in a positive and judgment-free space. We're here to give you inspiration, support, laughs, and real-life experiences that bond us together in this crazy wild ride we're all on. We also invite guests on our show from that extra bit of wisdom. We always begin each episode with introducing a new and exciting beverage to share and offer our unbiased and honest opinion and official review at the end of the show. We are so incredibly happy that you're here. Now raise your glass. Mammology starts now. Tasha feels so weird that we're not together right now. I know. Well, you know, trial and error. It's our first. Zoom. It's our first Zoom meeting together. So many firsts this year. Anyways, it's weird not having you here for sure. Today, we are drinking bubbly, sparkling water. Keeping it cool and refreshing and delicious. Mm-hmm. What flavor do you have? I'm going to, I have your husband's favorite flavor. <gasps> Ooh. Grapefruit. Is it still grapefruit or has he switched? He's still on the grapefruit train. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. Cherry. Cherry. Because it kind of tastes like a little bit of a root beer. Mm, yeah, I feel that. And the color too. But today we are talking dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> or the lack thereof. So Christina and I are going to be giving you our two cents concerning the conventional nine to five pay structure for moms and the social economic term motherhood penalty and its significance on women's careers. And while we're doing this, we're going to be raising our voices to the injustice of disparity between fathers and mothers in the workplace. So yeah, put aside like all of our corny puns that we're going to like sprinkle throughout the conversation, obviously, but this Mm -hmm. isn't, um, this isn't really a funny matter because it's a cultural bias against mothers in the workforce, essentially. So it's not like we need any more obstacles and barriers throughout the day to take into account. Now we also have to tender our bank accounts in accordance to the desire to have a family. Give me a break. (laughs) So I guess what would be the goal? Flexible jobs, cultural changes, change expectations at work, you know, just simple things (laughs) to help us through (laughs) throughout the day and be able to advance um, our careers just the same as men are able to. So there's a lot to talk about. I am excited for this episode, even though it's like not as much as like a bubbly, <laughs> get it? Bubbly, bubbly topic. Um, <laughs> even though it's not a very bubbly topic, um, I feel like I didn't know much about it or I didn't think much about it. And so this kind of made me and I was like, damn, it's so true. It's so true. Like, I see it in my own personal experience. Um, And I feel like it goes like, there's so much to talk about. I feel like it goes both ways. Like, so the motherhood penalty that we're talking about is, you know, what you said. So like having a child comes with significant cost of a woman's career and there was actually a report um a recent report I think it was like 2019 from RBC that said that women are paid less for up to five years after like their first after each child um and women aged 25 to 34 saw their earnings fall almost half for a year to two years after they have their baby like that's like the big chunk Um, which is just like insane to me and the biggest the biggest one that I read that just blew my mind was it's the complete opposite for fathers did you read that I did I have a note on that like father's salary and income increases after they have a child (laughs) okay and and some a lot of people debate that it's because 
um, males are look are looked at to employers by being more committed when they have a family and all these responsibilities. So it's actually like a pro, like employees look at that, like, okay, yeah, he's very committed. Like he has things going on in life. Whereas for a woman, it's looked at, okay, she's going to have all these extra barriers. She's going to need more flexible time. She's going to have to leave to pick up the kid from daycare or, or whatever. So it's, it's crazy how society it's still in 2021 it's looked at. It's like the whole situation is looked at in that light where, the woman has the negative part of it. And then the male has the positive. Yeah. And what you said is like, you didn't necessarily think about it before mm-hmm. being mom, but I almost disagree with that. I feel like we all knew what the motherhood penalty was mm-hmm. without knowing what the term exactly meant because it's like inbred in us. Like we didn't think about it because it was just something that was so normal Um, and then until I started like figuring out, oh my God, there's actually a term for it. And there were statistics behind it. It blew my mind. But like, let's say when you found out you were pregnant and you needed to tell your boss, did you have any reservations inside? Completely. That's a penalty. Yeah. Like the feeling of like guilt, like feeling bad for him that he had to like, that was inconveniencing him to now need to find somebody else, train that person only to know that I'll be coming back. And then we're going to have to kind of like refresh my brain. And then that other person that took my place is going to have to figure out to do it. It's just like, and I don't know if like most men, like if men were in the situation, I just feel like women were, it's like embedded in us where we're mothers, we're caretakers, like we have empathy a little bit more. So I don't know if men would feel the same way or have the same guilt as much as we do. Like, it's just natural for us, even though we shouldn't feel guilty mm-hmm. for starting a family. Like if we, if we, if we didn't start families, like that we, everyone would just go extinct. Like we got to do what we got to do. Right. Yeah. And the man is starting a family as well. So it's like, we're not doing this on our own. Why do we have to carry the burden of it solely on ourselves? But yeah. it's so, it, it, that's just like case in point. It's like, it's so ingrained in the way that we think that we didn't even realize it was a term. So yeah, I remember, I remember telling my boss or having to tell my boss that I was pregnant and it taking about like a week and a half of just like amping myself up and building up the courage mm-hmm. to have that discussion. And I had to almost strategically place it into a conversation in one of our meetings where I knew like I could almost play it off as a joke and make it more lighthearted than being like, hi, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at that, I'm like, wow, there was so much like methodical strategic effort put into something that should just be rolled off the tongue. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, like there was so much guilt in me telling him that I, I was pregnant and it sounds like you had the same experience and it goes well beyond that too. Like, let's say when you were working and you, did you ever have like OB appointments like during work hours? Yeah, I think it was only during work hours. Right. So how did you handle that? Um, I don't remember. I think I just had like, I would mix up with like dentist appointments and other things. I don't remember. I, I made excuses for it because I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't tell them I was pregnant until about three oh, months. Okay. Okay. Three, four months. Right. Um, I don't know if you did the same. Did you wait? Yeah. I <laughs> I waited till like the last, yeah, I think it was almost like four months. Yeah, I know. And, and on top of that, like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but when you know that you're trying, um, or when you know that you're pregnant, you also feel the guilt or you feel like you shouldn't be looking for that promotion within the company because it's like, you're not really telling people that you're pregnant yet because you know, first of all, the first three months are, you never know what can happen. So, you you know, typically people wait, but 
then if you get that promotion and then they find out you're pregnant and you didn't say something, then does that make you look bad? Does that make you look sneaky? Do you know what I mean? Like there's all these crazy factors that you have to think of. And I know I felt um, discouraged from trying to get a promotion when I found out I was pregnant. I was searching beforehand, like before I knew I was pregnant in the summer, I was applying and, and, and trying to get a promotion within the company. Um, but then once I found out I was pregnant, I kind of stopped because I'm like, it, my thought process was it would be unfair to start a job, to start a new position and then just leave them in six months. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then they would have to find somebody else. And I don't know if that's like the norm, if I'm just that weird woman that thinks that way. Um, not at all. Not at yeah. all. I mean, I think out of like the nine months that I was working, I think I went on one OB appointment that I told them about everything else. I lied. And I said, dentist, uh, dentist appointment rather, mm-hmm. or I would just restructure my lunch break so that I could quickly mm. go to my OB appointment without letting anyone know, because I felt like I was inconveniencing the work structure or the work day. And I mean, I'm pregnant and that shouldn't obviously be something that I should be fearful of telling my employer and who's to say they wouldn't have been accepting of it. So I felt guilty in that. And then when you do go on that leave, just like you, I actually did research because I'm like, if there are going to be promotions, I'm obviously going to be skipped over them because I'm on my mat leave. And so I started doing some research and there is actually um, a law that says that your employer actually needs to notify you of internal promotions, even when you're on mat leave. Yeah. I had no idea. I also had no idea. (laughs) I'm glad that there are like protocols set in place for women like that, but our minds obviously always will veer towards like, I'm undeserving. I'm not there. It should go to someone else. Yeah, I know. And, and I, I felt that even coming back into work, um, I felt like when I came in, there was like a refresher period where I kind of had to like get back on my feet and learn the role again. Um, but also there's that feeling of, I feel like it has been an inconvenience and that, you know, I'm not planning on waiting five years to have another baby. I'm planning on doing it soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be doing that again to my employer. So it's like, am I again, not (laughs) trying to get that promotion because I'm planning on being out of there soon. So I don't know. It's like, and and this is why I read that the five years for five years after you have a child, your income goes low by so much. And even when you are back at work, what the issue is, is because your income now has had a cut and you're having all these delays because you're having a kid and then you're dealing with the kid being in daycare. So you need to maybe take Fridays off or maybe be part-time or you you need this flexibility because your spouse hasn't had these delays, hasn't needed to stop working, hasn't had to stop their career in any way. And in, in my personal case, Bobby's income did, did go much higher after he had the baby. Like, and I don't know if that was just a job change or what it was, but so that puts his career ahead of mine and not for any type of selfish reasons, but because that's what we need as a family to survive is, is his career, not mine anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I read all this information, I was just like, Oh my God, it's my life. Like it's, it's, it's so true. And so many of the facts that, that I read. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like in 2021, I don't know how society is going to shed light on this and stop having like the stereotype I feel like there's such a stereotype of women who are mothers and how downplayed the job is um like when people mention you know there's working moms and then there's stay-at-home moms it's like the mom who's staying at home that's that's a full-time job 24 7 you know what I mean the working mom is just has I guess an extra job on top of that but a mom is always working 24 seven, no breaks. You know what I mean? It's, it's 
on constant call and it's unpaid. It's a 100% unpaid job. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very downplayed and, and it's not looked at that that way. And I feel like I've, I've had comments towards me a lot of the times when I would, you know, be nervous about going back to work and people would say to me, I've had the comment multiple times actually. Yeah, but you're watching, you know, you're watching, you're caring for somebody that you love. Like, like, how can you complain? Like, you know, you're not going, like, you're not working. Like, would you rather be at your nine to five or would you rather? And I'm like, it's not about would you rather. And just because part of my job is being with someone that I love so much, that shouldn't take away the fact that my mental, my emotional, my physical state is constantly being compromised. It's constantly being tested. You know, I, I don't have breaks. If I do, it's scheduled and it's rushed um, and there's guilt, right? So I don't know. I just feel like that mindset of people thinking that way somehow needs to be changed. And I'm not sure how, how that can happen, but I know that it needs to be, not only needs to be addressed, but it needs, like, it just needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder um, why, like, when it comes to women, we are always asked, would you rather question instead mm -hmm. of being allowed to have both options? Yeah. Um, and there was even like a meme that I saw the other day. I always like quote the memes because they're so relatable, but it was like a working mom. And she was like, every time someone sees me in my nurse uniform, they always ask me, but who's watching your kids? Mm. And she's like, ask me how many times in parenthood my husband was asked that question when he's wearing his construction uniform his suit his whatever yeah. and I think that even goes the other way like another way of looking at the motherhood penalty would be the opposite so it would be someone maybe like my mom who um ended up being a single mother so she had no choice but to make her career her top priority in order to keep a roof over her kid's head so with that came the penalty of not being there mm -hmm. for her, her kids a lot because she had to work so much and put her career so high. And, you know, my mother made, made a, made a very good career for herself and made a good amount of money, but that came with the penalty of not, of missing out on, on the childhood's life. Yeah. Unlike, unlike most fathers who, who have the mother there to take care of the kids so that he can work, you know, a little bit more and provide for the family. So, I mean, it, it can go both ways, right? Yeah. And like, when I was researching for this episode, there, the generic like motherhood uh, penalty definition is like the wage decrease that you get mm -hmm. compared to the, your male counterpart. Um, then the more that I started reading and I started asking myself the questions that I wanted to ask you, I was like, wow, there, it, it's so much deeper than just like the pay cut as well. It's the attitudes towards women against women or women compared to men. And I started thinking about my experiences and I want to hear about yours. Um, if you've ever been a maternity leave replacement or how your mat leave replacement felt towards you. But for me, um, I was a maternity replacement hire for a woman who was going on mat leave a couple of years ago. And I remember a conversation that I had with her and she was maybe a month away from delivering. She still hadn't gone on mat leave yet. And she had looked me dead in my eyes. And she was like, I want my job back when I come back. And I remember just like <laughs> gasping and being so caught off guard and being like, yeah, I'm a temp. I'm here for a year to cover your role. And I fully know the parameters of the contract of how I was hired on. There was so much animosity and because she felt like she was threatened and mm. I never took offense to it because I realized like this woman is going on that leave. Like it's her second child. Like she definitely requires this job. And I could see her, you know, me fresh faced coming in and being so excited and being enthusiastic, her, her feeling threatened for her position and having to feel like she needs to be vocal with me instead of our boss. And mm. I, 
thinking about it can relate that back to motherhood penalty too. And, and so when I went on that leave, I made sure to have the appropriate conversations with my employer and my boss and telling them, yes, I do plan on coming back and being really like helpful with my tempire and just kind of changing that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it was like, it's so, it is so motherhood penalty that has like put us there and pit us against one another in those scenarios. Did you ever, I don't know, did, did you have the same experience with that or? Yeah, I was actually, I was going to ask you that question. Um, I, so my replacement started a couple months after me, they actually couldn't find, they couldn't decide on somebody while I was still there. So I didn't actually get to meet her. I came in one day uh, when Leo was, I want to say like four months old. And when I came in, um, one of one of the guys who's on a, a team uh, close to me, he said, my, my, my replacement walked by and, sh- and someone said, Oh, that's your replacement. Like that's so-and-so. And I'm like, Oh, hi. So nice to meet you. And it was funny. Cause we almost kind of like look the same. So I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but she was, she was super lovely. And I remember the first thought that came into my mind was, Oh, I, I think I would really like working with her. Like I didn't feel any type of um, threat. I didn't feel scared at all or threat. Yeah. Um, but then the, the gentleman then said, yeah, you have a lot of shoes to fill to her. And so then at that point, I felt like I had to, to say something to make her feel at ease. But I, th- I think I mentioned it to you before. One of the people that I work with reached out to me I want to say like a few months before I was coming back to work after being gone for 18 months and she just like kind of randomly said oh you know and then there's so and so who took your place and she's amazing at excel and she made like some comment that didn't feel like it was coming from a place to that made me feel good. It almost made me feel like it was something to kind of psych me out before I came back. Like, Hey, just so you know, the girl that replaced you is like amazing at Excel where Excel is kind of like a, uh, what's it called for me? It's kind of like, um, it's something that doesn't come natural to me. And that person knew that. So it was kind of like a little dig and that made me feel insecure coming into the role. So I felt that threat in a way that was my experience coming back so yeah I have seen women getting laid off while they were on maternity leave through conversations that I've had with many people um I've always heard like oh you you can't lay off someone who's on that leave it's illegal and I'm like yes though that may be true I have seen it happen on multiple occasions and I I know I had that in the back of my head like oh you know, maybe they'll just restructure the role and there's no need for me anymore. And they'll just lay me off um, because I've seen it happen. And if they really truly felt like I was going to be a detriment because I was pregnant or I was planning on having more children and it just didn't work with the goals that they had set out for themselves as a company, Mm -hmm. you can be gone like this. And I think, yeah, I think that's another reason why you know, there needs to be more attention on this. I just wonder, like, do guys have to worry about all that? Or do they think about that? Like, if they're on paternity leave, do they worry about being restructured out? I don't think so. I don't think as as much as women, but you know, with men, it comes with its own, its own stereotypes, right? Like, for example, my, my boss mentioned how it was really like looked down upon if you're a father and you took any time off after there was a baby, like let alone paternity leave, like any time off was looked upon like, 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 where are you a woman? Like it, it was that sexist, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and Bobby also like kind of felt that when he had Leo um, and he felt the pressure of, you know, they feel the pressure of, okay, I have a kid, I need to make sure I go into overdrive and provide because it's going to cost X amount of money, right? So I think they have that kind of pressure, which is different. 
Is it wrong that I think that's sexy? <laughs> it's completely sexy. Like I'm gonna might have to change my panties in a bit. But yeah. <laughs> okay, you go get that money, boy. right? You don't need to take care of me, but I want you to take care of me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they it comes with their own. But but you know what's so funny is that stereotype has loosened up in the past few years. Like paternity leave, now uh, the government the patern- the guys can go on paternity leave for months mm-hmm. with the woman. Like we can actually share the, the our leave. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's a step into the whole stereotype of women being the main, um, the main like caretakers will change. Like, I think that's kind of a step in step in that direction. Maybe shout out Canadian government. What up, shout out. man? If I lived like to everybody listening from the U.S., I don't know how it is in Europe, but like, like my heart goes out to them like I don't know how they how they go back to work like a month after they have a baby or like but I'm going back to what you're talking about about men um with like paternity leave and all that I had a friend message me and obviously during COVID we're all working from home but he just had his second child and he wrote to his employer in an email um, hey, my wife is ending her maternity leave uh, starting Monday. So if you see a delay in my messaging or my response time, just know it's because of this new transition. And I hope you can just work with me, like give me a three days until we navigate this new working from home with two kids. And he told me the next day he got a meeting invite, a Zoom meeting invite with two of his superiors And he's like, okay. And he jumped on and they're like, we're not okay with that arrangement. We don't expect that to be the answer. We expect you to be working nine to five when we call you or when you have meetings, like there is to be no delay. And he had told me that he had told them politely, that's none of your business, but this is the new normal. We're transitioning from her going into mat leave. And that is what it is. And that struck me because I'm like, okay, here we have a man, he's providing for his family. His wife is also now going to be entering back into the workforce after having her second kid. And he's getting that slack back from his, from his job. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm just like, oh, cause I never hear the men's perspective. And I just thought it was really interesting to see, to see what the response is and sad because I obviously, I don't think it's right that we should be getting responses like that, nor a man. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, what probably in this, in his case, it was looked at as you're, you know, you're the male, like, we don't need to deal with this kind of shit with guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like with women, it's expected. Um, but with men, it's not. So it probably came as a shock maybe to his employers and not acceptable. But see, here's the thing. Here's the flip side. If we're going to expect certain things of women and we want to be you know, held to a standard of, I can do it just as much as a man, give me the same opportunities, then a man should have the soft cushion of also, you know, being expected to also take care of his family and work at the same time. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be that like double-edged sword of like, you're the man, you're going to answer every email when I email you. Um, And then that isn't the case for us women. I think it, there should be some even playing ground here. Yeah, no, I agree. But, but I do think it, it has, like there has been a significant change um, throughout the years. I, I just know from per, like personal, not personal experience, but um, my manager telling me that back in the day, he would like, it, it was like almost laughed about if he would mention taking time off work after he had his children. And whereas now, and it could be because we're in this pandemic and this is probably maybe like a a positive part of the pandemic is that people and employers and companies are becoming more flexible and more lenient because they have no choice. Mm. Um, Like I'll be on conference calls with my, with my boss and his kids are waving in the background and, you know, asking for snacks mid mid conversation. And 
he doesn't even blink an eye. He's like, whatever. Like, this is the norm. This is the norm now. And it's just, I think it depends on what companies you're with. But when you're with these progressive, like big companies who they kind of, whether or not they want to understand or not, they're going to, because they kind of have to. So we lucked out in that way where I can easily like, oh my God, I was on this frigging call last week with a team that I've joined to help out with. And it was luckily just one woman um, and Leo was losing it. And Bobby was on an important call because I forgot to remind him that I had an important call to come take Leo. So I'm sitting him on my lap, bouncing him. And what does Leo do the second he's sitting on my lap? He shoves his hand to squeeze my boobs. That's just fucking what he does. And I was having a day. And at that point, he had his full hand down, down, down into my boobs, gripping my boobs. And I'm looking at her on this video call. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I stopped breastfeeding him like five, six months ago. He's not over it. And she just looked at me and she laughed. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because honestly, I can't be bothered right now. Like I can't put that kind of pressure on me to like occupy a one and a half year old and then join this meeting and talk data and shit. Like I, it's, it's not possible. So I feel like now that there's this pandemic happen, happening, I feel like some good advice would just be to like, l- like take that pressure off of you. Like if you're a working mom or dad at home and you know, you're on video calls and stuff like that, just take that pressure off. Like you can't, it's just not worth it. And I feel like by doing that, you're almost, you're contributing to like changing people's expectations. Um, You know what I mean? So COVID maybe has done you some favors because it's in their face now. Like Leo's in their face. You're seeing Mm -hmm. your you know, your friends at work with their kids and like the struggles of them screaming in the background and stuff. Does it make you feel like you're more closer to your, to your work family? Yeah, it feels like we're, because going into corporate, I felt a very big disconnect. Everybody, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, everybody has families and you know, that you, we have that work-life balance. And I never felt truly connected to my team other than, than one person that I was close with. But, you know, having, having the finance girl on with me with her two boys running around, driving her crazy and her just like, she's just like, I just got to close my camera for a sec. And I'm like, take your time. Like, don't friggin' worry. And I feel like it's just, yeah, it, it almost makes us all feel like human and we're not just here to talk numbers or, or whatever. Um, and I also think that this is not only changing like... I also think that this is changing like society's way of thinking that it doesn't need to always be go, go, go nine to five commute. Like you're expected to put your child in daycare and, you know, spend an hour with them at night and then get up and do it all over again for five days a week. Like, I think that this pandemic, this is like the one positive part of it where it's like, no, we can do it remotely. We can be with our family more often. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think once it's all done, mothers aren't going to go back to um or fathers aren't going to go back to the like overdrive of work stresses because of it so I don't know because before it was considered like probably the worst career move that you could make Mm -hmm. as a woman was to be a mom and now it's just shedding light on no like look what's happening in the background of what we're dealing with and we're still we're still hammering out all our tasks for the day. Yeah. Men who are working from home because of COVID are now catching up to the realization of what it's actually like to parent and work at the same time. Man, man, (laughs) it's been been hell. It's been hell, (laughs) but it's been, it's been, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I'd rather do this and deal with the stresses of Leo screaming at me during a meeting than only getting an hour with him that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take away from the fact that it is stressful and it does need to be spoken about, but I still wouldn't have it. I'm, I'm appreciative of it either way. Yeah. 
Do you think so. if you were to look for a new job that like find finding a new job being a mom would be more difficult? Yeah. You know what I actually did <laughs> um, when I applied for my job? I took off my my wedding ring. Why? Yeah, I took off my wedding ring because I felt like it's so crazy that I just remembered that. I felt like if I went into the job as I think I was 27 at the time, something like that, 26, 27. I went in there. They knew, Oh, no, sorry. It's my engagement ring. Is my engagement ring. I wasn't married yet. And I took it off. And I remember thinking, they're going to see this girl walk in with an engagement ring. So she's about to get married, which means she's about to start a family. Um, and I just didn't want them I didn't want that playing any type of factor so I went in without one Mm -hmm. that's funny because I did a job interview with my engagement ring on and one of the questions being oh like when are you getting married and I think it was like four months down the road and I'm like oh in four months and he had said well maybe we'll touch base after the wedding because you have so much going on um and I really need the, the person that's going to be in this role to be like focused. There you go. See, it's crazy. Yeah, like, like a total crock of shit, but like I was qualified, like I was a professional and that was the answer. And I'm like, okay. So maybe you did yourself a favor by taking, you got the job, right? Yeah, I got the job. There, so it, it worked. God damn it. <laughs> on Tash and you know it's funny is Bobby Bobby had the opposite mindset going into his new role he he's like oh man I'm glad I got I got my my wedding ring he's like I look you know like all I'm like I have my life together right yes it's the the opposite it is the opposite when I when Bruno and I got married I was like now I bet you your business is gonna flourish even more meanwhile Mm -hmm. I'm over here being like I have a wedding and they're, they're like, get out of here. Messages once, once that's over. And I'm like, ah, I know, I know. And Bobby's like, Bobby said that he would, he would use Leo's name. He would love to throw like his name in. And cause it, he just felt like it made him like look more committed and more, you know, it's just, everyone wants to be around a dad, a cool dad that changes diapers. He busts out his wallet and just like all these photos of Leo. He's like, look. He goes to his next interview. Oh, oh, drops a bunch of photos of Leo. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I, I just I have to keep them so close to me. Crazy how it's like opposite. So the term motherhood penalty actually I think is a disservice to what we're talking about because you can just be a woman, not married, never planning on having kids. And studies will show that the rate of callbacks for a job, if you are a female, is significantly less to men who are childless or not planning to have children or just singles in general. So I almost feel like it should be called like female penalty in a way. Mm. Because the conversation of you never having kids might not come up with your employer, but right away, walking into that job interview as a woman, that's the assumption. So I have a video and you may have seen it before, but I thought it would be cool if we included it in the episode. This video is um, of a gentleman hosting multiple video job interviews to candidates who think that they're applying for a position called director of operations. Um, I remember I originally watched this video over five years ago um, and I wasn't a mother obviously and it just like really put I think I cried and I called my mom because I'm just like I'm so sorry. And pressing play. Just give me one second. Sure. Sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Two minutes. Thank you. Good afternoon. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, Owen. Nice, nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews over, over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. 
the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, Okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No, no, not that's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost uh, a very, very sick, twisted joke. Worry about when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No! Nobody's doing that for free. Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> completely for free. No! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and they meet every Requirement, don't oh, wow. they? Oh my god, moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. is just awesome. She's awesome. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. I like... <laughs> so we're just sitting here crying in <laughs> separate rooms. I know. When the woman at the end, like, was saying thank you to her mom, and then she started getting emotional, I'm just like, oh, oh, hit me. But, like, when you hear it like that, like, the way they describe it, yeah. and then I love how he said, oh, but the, like, the, um, what, what word did he use? Like, the fulfillment that you're going to get from this job is immeasurable which is like what I was trying to say, whereas people say, yeah, but you're doing something for someone you love. Like it can't be that bad. If you are a boss out there listening yeah. <laughs> about this, what could you do to help your, your moms out there that work for you? Um, yeah. I, I think, it, I think, I think it would just be like not making the employee feel like they're that them creating a family is an inconvenience at all. Like it should be like, if, if your employee comes to you and says, okay, like I have an OB appointment or, or whatever, I, I feel like the response to that needs to be thought out before you just say, okay, well, let me see who I can find to take your cover. It should just be like, absolutely. Like you need to go to that appointment. I'm going to 
make sure someone covers for you or just make sure someone covers for you before you go. Like, don't even sweat it. Take your time. I think it's all in the communication. Yeah. I like that. I didn't even think about that, about the way mm-hmm. that word it. Yeah. Just right. not making them feel like they're like, like they're an inconvenience. And I, I think I was lucky in that way where I didn't feel so much like I was. So, but I know that's not the case in, in with many people. So, and, and for us moms, to not continue to make excuses. So if you have an OB appointment, mm-hmm. say you're going to an OB appointment, don't mm-hmm. say you're going to the dentist or restructure your lunch times because the more that we put it in people's faces, the more that we talk about it, the more that we're going to normalize things. Exactly. So that's yep. a really important one too. Um, what else? Oh, does your work have like daycare on site or anything like that? I heard from the grapevine that we did, mm-hmm. but I've never actually looked into it. Um, I don't know. I'd be, I haven't looked into it, but I don't know how I would feel like taking the, the, <laughs> the subway or, you know, with like a two-year-old or three-year-old. I think, I think the option is really helpful. So even if it mm-hmm. was time thing if you knew you had like an appointment after work and it would just be easier to stay downtown let's say having leo even getting dropped off for the afternoon and going to the daycare no that's a great point actually and i think how about how about getting over our own fears and asking for those raises too Mm, i know nail biting (laughs) I think I think that's also one definite definite contribution to men making more than women mm-hmm. um, is not all women because I know friends that are very you know they have no shame they will go in and and ask for a raise and but I feel like again women are more we were I don't know what's the word I'm looking for women are more like compassionate and more subtle and you know they're we're caretakers so for us to go in a room and say this is what I deserve whereas for a man a man is more assertive and you know these are the stereotypes of 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 what we are so that that I think that also contributes to why males make more money is because sometimes they're not more afraid to ask for the reason ask for those internal promotions even if you're on mat leave you need to feed your family so yeah all in all, that was, I can't believe I cried on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why do you think you cried? Did you cry because, because you were thinking of your mom or because you were thinking of like you felt for yourself or was it a bit of both? Um, I remember crying the first time for my mom when I first saw the video. Um, mm-hmm. And now I think it's a little bit of both because I'm just like, yes. And and I put myself out in the future and hearing like my son thinking those amazing things about me or him coming to that realization one day being like, mm. oh, wow, like she did so much for me. Uh, so I just, it's like full circle. It's thinking about my mom, thinking about what I'm going through now, and then thinking about what Masio will think of me one day. We're fucking rock stars. All right. And <laughs> yeah, well, in ending this episode I just wanted to say that women lose out on opportunities. Men lose out on feeling accepted as caregivers. Companies lose out on amazing talent. And then the economy loses out because of gender equality. So mm-hmm. everyone's losing. It's not just the motherhood penalty. It's, it's a penalty on parents. And yeah. to that, I say... Let's change the narrative. I agree. I think that I think it all stems from 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 normalizing that we all have families and it's it's a priority. That's what it's like when you just summarize that. I'm like, if people just normalize that, I think we'd be pretty solid. What do you think about Brew's favorite bubbly flavor? Honestly, I can't go. This isn't my first time trying bubs, but <laughs> <laughs> but. 
I I don't you know the first time I came across bubbly I don't remember where it was but I remember thinking like mm, it's not San Pellegrino you know what I'm saying I'm like what is this what is this colorful can like what is this <laughs> but I started drinking it when I was pregnant because as you know Bobby and I are big winos and he would drink wine every single night like a little shit that he is and so I'm like, I need something to drink every night that I can pour in a wine glass with like berries and stuff to make, like to tell myself that I'm drinking wine. And so I'm like, I can't afford San Pellegrino, <laughs> San Pellegrino every single night. So that's why I tried bubbly and I like, I love it. So I'm a little bit biased. And I think for the price and the taste and the bubbles, bubbles is big for me. You can't flat out on me. You can't. I'm going to give it a solid, like, nine. Yay. Yeah, the bubble is so key. I feel like some sparkling waters, the bubbles are very harsh. Mm. But the bubbly bubbles, they're soft and they're delicious. I'm going to have to rate it a 9.5. It's a staple in our household. Same. Didn't didn't Bruno message you one day when you were at my house? (laughs) He's like, we ran out of bubbly. Can you go buy some? Because I'm really thirsty. And I remember thinking, this guy won't even drink regular water. (laughs) He's just at home with like a dry throat. Like, (laughs) yes, I had to. It was like, I left your house at like 930. And I had Mm -hmm. to drive myself to Walmart and like pick up cases of it. (laughs) Anyways, that was today's episode. I like that. Me too. I was, I like, to be honest, I was like, oh, this kind of might be a bit of a downer, but I'm really happy that we spoke about it. We will see you guys on another episode next week, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We love you. We love you guys. Bye. We are so happy that you guys joined us for another episode here at Mammalogy. We hope you learned something new, gained inspiration or empowerment, felt understood, or even just had a good time and a good laugh. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to share us with your friends. You can find further information in our show notes and find us on all social media platforms under mammalogy underscore co. We'd love to hear from you and know you're loving our episodes. Talk next week. Bye.